0: Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told you have breast cancer stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we've been given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset, and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli, and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Heroes Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing too because you, it's like all of a sudden when you, you know, you're changing your life, like similar to mine, you start realizing uh we all know death is inevitable. We all know that. And here we are in a situation where we're we've got mothers in our cases who are going through this journey. And what it does is once it happens, it just allows us to see things From a different perspective, I don't know if it happened to you, Nella, but from me, it was like I took a step back and saw the big picture of life, Earth, Mother Earth, my surroundings, my everything around me was like not amplified, but amplified because all of a sudden,
1: yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, I love that word, amplification, because. Mm. I remember when I flew from Melbourne to Perth to see her when I had first heard of her diagnosis, everything, not only just there when I was with her, but everything in my life. And I started to question, well, what's the purpose of anything? Mm. Apart from where I started to see value and meaning was in nature, was in all those beautiful things. But in terms of everything else, materialistic things, I just thought, what's the
0: point of it all? Absolutely, and that's what it does. What we did is we both went on this spiritual journey where we tried to look from the inside out, you know, try to understand everything. trying to understand from what happened, why it happened, why it's part of life, and how can I learn from this to better my life? Because the thing is neither one of us tried to be the saviours. We couldn't. You know, here we are with mothers who were terminally ill. Uh, mine yeah. was with uh, endometrial cancer and breast cancer. And yeah. what it is is, you don't look at it that way. But it's like, okay, going forward, it's you know, it's like they give you a gift. If mm. it's like they go, well, and I know this sounds horrible, but it, it's not. Of course, they don't mean to die, so we can get the gift. But it's like they needed to move on, so we can actually find what was truly inside, because. They were uh, they were protecting us in a way. The way I said yeah. with my mother, it's like she was protecting me, but she knew I had something more. She could see it. And that's why the moment she stepped away, like yourself, you start questioning your own life
1: yeah I, I love that too, because that's exactly how I felt. I was always her baby, and I'm starting to feel a bit teary because your words really resonate with mm-hmm. me, is you know I was always her baby, and it was really frustrating for me um growing up, because I just wanted to prove to her that I was mature enough to do all these things. So we we're always headbutting against each other. Mm-hmm. But I've always said that the greatest gift my mother left me when she left this earth was definitely the path that I was um, was put in front of me and I decided with my own free will that I was going to journey along that path because obviously you don't have to. Um, there's many ways or many ways I could have gone um, but that's the
0: most beautiful path I've ever been on. It's hard but it's so worth it. And on that, let me ask you, what are the resources that helped you to get on through that journey? What did you first start doing to start you on your own spiritual journey? Well, interestingly, um, just before my mother's diagnosis,
1: I met a lovely lady who I work with, Suzanne, and she basically introduced me to the simplest form of, I guess, meditation. It's mindfulness, Mm. Um, you know. So I only really experienced mindfulness. I did a little bit of sound healing, but it was truly through the people I met in my life who I believe came into my life at the right timing in preparation for what was yet to come in for for me and what was going to happen with my mum. Because without that, even the simplest meditations and mindfulness and sound meditation, I just don't know what I would have done, Grace. It was just so wonderful. I remember one time I went with my friend Suzanne to a sound healing here in Melbourne and I remember I had to switch off my phone and I was so afraid because I knew mum was in palliative care and I thought what if I get a call at this time and I did the sound um, meditation it was an hour and when I got out of it lo and behold yes there was a message from my sister to say mum had taken a turn for the worst but because I had that meditation I was able to be grounded and take the news. Otherwise, I think I would have just lost control emotionally
0: because um, who knows what to do? You just don't know. No, that's exactly right. Like you're saying, because the thing is, whether you're watching it from the point of view, from where you were, or whether you're in it yourself, you need to be able to control the mindset. Because yeah. I, yeah, because we both know that if you allow, it'll be chaos. So you need to calm everything down so you can can better look at the situation, you can better look at what's happening from a better perspective because, like you said, had you not done it, had it interrupted your sound healing, you would have probably uh, caused panic, pain, more uh, resentment, grief, Um, like, oh, no, what have I done? Instead it allowed you to calm the mind and, okay, now you see the message, now I can react. Yeah, agree.
1: Be, yeah. Talk. My brain, and I saw that with, um, with my two daughters. So my eldest daughter, I remember breaking the news to her about her nana, and both the girls suspected something was wrong because they hadn't heard from her for a while because literally from the moment she was diagnosed with terminal cancer, she stopped communicating with everyone, mm. even her own grandkids, because she could not face that. Um, But I remember telling my eldest daughter, and she just broke down, and I could see how her mind was, and she was just shooting off all these questions. It was like a true crisis. But because I had some experience already with meditation and continued it along that journey, it helped me to have that clarity to help. Others around me, like my daughters. And in turn, I had my sister who'd already been on the spiritual path for over 20 years. Um, So she, it was just, so I guess the resources are truly, I guess, tools and strategies that can help you quiet your mind to get that clarity, Mm -hmm. but also people around you that can support you. And sometimes you need to have your cry and be able to do that as well, not always being the one that has to be strong for others.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And just on that with your mum, like, because that's something that I talk to with a lot of um, people going through cancer, is why do you think your mum, or I'm not sure if she ever spoke about it, but why do you think your mum shut every communication down when she got diagnosed? Oh, I
1: know, because my whole life she has always expressed a fear, like a real massive fear against cancer. It was like it, the C word was the worst thing. So I, in 2015, she'd originally been diagnosed with a cancer of her stomach. They did a full hysterectomy and then she was cancer free for two years Till she got diagnosed that second with a secondary cancer, which was terminal. But for her, it was, I don't know, it almost felt like she was ashamed that, this has happened to her, that she has done something wrong for her to be diagnosed with terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. And while she didn't say it, we knew her very well that we knew it was partly that. So she just really shut all her doors, didn't answer the doors for any of her friends. She wouldn't watch television because just even seeing people living life was very hurtful to her and the only thing she really um, engaged in was obviously her family and also she allowed me and my sister to put headphones on and she would start listening to meditation and that was the first time in her whole life she ever listened to meditation and she loved it and it helped her go to sleep because her mind and with the medication it
0: just quietened her mind so yeah absolutely and that is so profound because that's the thing it is you know i, I when I asked the question out there, you know what's one one the number one fear uh and I could I'm one of those people, so the number one fear was what's the the one fear that you do when you get diagnosed and it, it's common yeah. death yeah, but then I asked the question what was it death why if it's death, why and believe it or not, fifty percent said because I didn't get to live the life I wanted to live. And the mm. other one was because of my family. And that's yeah. exactly like you said, because now all of a sudden it's like, well, hang on, I'm going to leave my kids behind. I'm the mother. I'm supposed to be strong. I'm supposed to be here. You know, now what? And and that is the, the fear of the unknown is yeah. what. It's
1: interesting because she, when I asked her, in palliative care. I was so heartbroken and I was trying to be brave for her. But then I said to her, please don't be afraid, Mum. And she looked at me straight in the eyes and she just said, I'm not afraid, Nella. Mm-hmm. She said, I've lived a wonderful life. Beautiful. I couldn't have asked for more in my life. And she she, but she but said to my eldest daughter, when my, she was there alone with her Nana at the hospital, she said, admitted that she was afraid for us, the family and the pain that we would be left with. 'Cause she she was she said to me she's accepted that she was gonna die and she knows that Mother Mary was gonna wait for her because she just loved the lady, especially the lady of Fatima, because she's Portuguese and all mm-hmm. of that stuff, but yeah, so I think it was the worry what's gonna to happen to all of us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's the main concern that they have. It's you know, I remember also my mum, you know, even in palliative care, she was inanimate to make sure that we had the BRCA one, BRCA One and brca Two tests done. And yes. my mum by that stage her veins were so small, they were so closed off almost that they had to use a small butterfly. Uh, injection to get the blood out but she was inanimate That to the point where mum passed away before the results came back but she didn't want to see her family suffering and I, I get it exactly the same and that's why you know this book is just being as I said I, I, I've I got so many things that I could talk to you about thank you so much for joining me I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today and I'm really grateful and humbled that you've chosen me instead and I haven't been able to serve you in any way you know I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey and if this episode helped you today please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this as I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared and I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way and it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode so if you go to www theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle, or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon, or an amazing evening. I am Grace D'Angeli, and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.